Good morning in the name of Jesus Christ. I woke you up a little bit, didn't I, just then? <laughs> I could tell. Good morning, yes, good morning. So happy to see you all here this morning. And today is the 13th, 13th Sunday after Pentecost. And today I'm going to be preaching on the letter from Paul to Philemon. So pay close attention to that. I will be asking some questions and just going around and making sure you're paying attention. So. That's what, that's what it's going to be. Now today, we just found out this morning that a nursery attendant was sick. She started last week, so I don't know what you did to her to make her not come back today. But we do have someone that's standing in for the nursery assistant. I told this person about the fabulous salary and benefits that we're offering. And I want to thank my wife, Dale, for stepping forward and uh, deciding to, to uh, but so far there's no kids, so you're free. We'll see. I would, like you to re I would like to remind you to be generous for the, toward the Lifeline Fund that helps pastors uh, that cannot pay for tuition for seminary. I know that seminaries have knocked down the tuitions quite a bit, but still there's li you know, life expenses and stuff like that for new pastors that uh, can't pay uh, the whole thing themselves. Next Sunday is God's Work Our Hands Sunday. That's going to be right after this service, and until the 11 o'clock service, we're going to meet in the in uh, Perry Hall, and we're going to put together our uh, kits and blankets, et cetera, et cetera. So please stick around for that. Last week, we had our 10 o'clock service, and we're going to be doing that on the fifth Sunday of the month. Every month, we're going to be doing it. Next one will be Oktoberfest. We're going to have an Oktoberfest, so please put, mark your calendar for that. That will be October 30th. That'll be October 30th. There is no fellowship hour after service today. Uh, no one stepped forward to say that they would uh, coordinate that, so we don't have it. So, uh, so for every action, there is a reaction. And uh, we hope that that can come back next week. So with that said, let us prepare our hearts for service. Please rise and face the baptismal font where we began our life as Christians. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. 
Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Sing like never be 
communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In our song, Lord. 
together. Direct us, O Lord God, in all our doings with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally, by your mercy, bring us to everlasting life, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Today is Deuteronomy chapter 30. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, holding him fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land of the Lord sworn to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second lesson from Philemon, chapter 1. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our dear friend and co-worker. To Aphia, our sister. To Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. When I remember you in my prayers, I always thank my God because I hear of your love for all the saints and your faith toward the Lord Jesus. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that may be due for Christ. I have indeed received much joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, my brother. For this reason, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do your duty, 
Yet I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love, and I, Paul, do this as an old man, and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I am appealing to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, that is, my own heart, back to you. I wanted to keep him with me so that he might be of service to me in your place during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but so much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way, he owes you anything. Charged to my account, I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. I say nothing about your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, let me have this benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I am writing to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000. If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. So if you consider him a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. As I said, I was going to preach on Philemon because I would never want to preach on that gospel. It's so difficult to understand. 
But anyway, this is a heartfelt thing for me to do is to preach on Philemon this morning. Philemon. Grace, peace, and love from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is one of the greatest letters of the Pauline epistles. It's a hallmark of church diplomacy. Paul is writing to Philemon. Philemon was a common name at the time, and today we might hear it more as a woman's name, Philomena. It happens to be part of my mother's name. Her name is Marie Philomena. Anyway, Paul is writing to Philemon about his slave Onesimus, who has been very useful to Paul. In fact, the name Onesimus means useful. Paul is in prison. We think it might be in Rome. And Onesimus has been helpful to Paul. Maybe he's bringing food or news. And Onesimus has also been baptized. It appears also to us that Paul is writing to Philemon to ask him to forgive whatever wrong that Onesimus did to Philemon, and he asks Philemon to take him back. It is believed by some that Onesimus may have been a runaway slave from Philemon. He may also have stolen something. However, whatever the infraction, Onesimus has turned a new leaf, found Paul, and has found Jesus Christ, and Christ's forgiveness. And now the same thing is being asked of Philemon. Philemon, forgive Onesimus. Stop holding it in. Let it go. Forgive, Onesimus. To this day, this story pains me because I have carried unforgiveness in my heart for years. In my life as a college professor, I was the director of a graduate program at the university where I taught for 20 years. My best friend, and I think that one could not hardly know the depth of our friendship, but I would consider him then my best friend. He was the department chair of a department I worked closely with. He taught with me in the graduate program that I was the director of, and a program that encompassed many disciplines. So we were close in the professional world, but we were also brothers in the strongest sense. I would have given him a kidney if he needed it. He was my confidant. He was my best friend. As a graduate professor, we had assignments to mentor students through their graduate thesis. I had 13 students, and he had one. The one student that he had to mentor asked me for an appointment. She told me that my friend said that she would never graduate and said that her thesis was worthless. I checked her transcript, and I saw that the last two courses she had as a graduate student, she received an A in both of them. Her professor in those classes was my friend. I contacted him and asked him, why did he give the student two A's and now find that her work is so subpar that she can't graduate? I asked my friend if he wouldn't mind if I took her on as a mentee 
and he said, have at it. He was glad to see her go. Well, to make a long story short, I worked with her the whole semester, and she was able to pass her thesis and graduate. My friend was irate and complained throughout the campus that I just pushed the student through. I was called into the dean's office, and luckily I had saved every iteration of her thesis that showed all my corrections and notations. The dean found that I had acted properly and the matter was closed. I had won, but unfortunately, I had lost as well. I lost because of how I was treated by my best friend, and I would not forgive. I would hold on to this hurt. I could not let it go. As Shakespeare once wrote, steal my purse and you steal trash, but he that filches from me my good name makes me poor indeed. So I had lost my best friend. We never spoke after that. I lost a brother. And I have carried this weight for me for over 15 years. And I asked myself, why did God want me to hear this message today? What is it about my life that is being tested? I ask you to walk with me down this road. I believe that I am not alone. We have to ask ourselves, do we have the opportunity to forgive somebody in our lives and are we handling it right? Are we holding it in? What is God talking to me and you about? Am I punishing this person or am I cheating myself? I believe that the letter from Paul, the story of Onesimus today, is asking me to forgive, and more than forgive, to let it go. To take what happened to me, just let it go. I believe that when the Holy Spirit called me to be a pastor, that the cornerstone of that call is forgiveness. No matter what people may throw at us, brothers and sisters, we are called to forgive. And if you can, forgive immediately. No matter how fast they throw it at you, forgive as soon as it happens. Throw forgiveness back. It may be that you are hurt. It may be that you are on the cross, bleeding and suffering in pain. But what did Jesus do? He forgave, and he did it immediately. No matter what they throw at you, forgive immediately. Now, I'm not telling you not to be angry. <laughs> you can be angry. You can be angry until 7.33 this evening. I'm not making that up. It's what the Bible says. In fact, we are commanded to be angry. It says so in Ephesians Chapter 4, verse 26, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So we have until sundown, and I checked it out. The sun sets today at 7.33 p.m. You can be angry, but do not let the sun go down on your anger. By 7.33 tonight, 
We've got to let it all go. And you know, I am weary from carrying the pain of 15 years ago. I'm tired of it. I don't have the strength to carry it any longer. Why do I need to carry it? It will eventually make me sick, make us sick, make our blood pressure higher, make our blood sugar out of whack. Not letting it go affects our sleep. We've got to let it go. We're carrying too much. And God and Paul are saying to us, let it go. Because sometimes, brothers and sisters, carrying the hurt, carrying the unforgiveness, not letting go of the hurt, not forgiving, can make you feel older than you are. And we're in trouble if that's the case. Did you ever feel older than you are? What is it that convinces us that we are older than what we are? Because I believe we're carrying too much. We have too much weight of unforgiveness on us, and it has a cumulative effect. It just builds up. And here I am grieving over something that happened 15 years ago. But how many of us are carrying a burden for 20, 30, 40, or 50 years? It happens. This not letting go in failed relationships. Do we carry the same hurt from one relationship to the next? Everyone who ever hurt you, everyone who's ever betrayed you, everyone who's ever left you, we carry the hurt. How can we ever sleep? Put those people out of your head. Let's put them out of our mind. Let it go, let it go. My brothers and sisters, where God is ready to take us, where God is ready to take us, to that end we can't carry that weight where he wants us to go or where he wants us to be. And ultimately, we are all going to save some money, money we would spend on doctor bills, and ultimately, we will be happier, more creative, more free. The time for carrying the weight of not forgiving someone is over for me this day. It's over for me in Paul's letter to Philemon. I realize that as long as I have unforgiveness, I am chained to history, to my history. And as long as I am chained to my history, I cannot realize all that God wants of me, all that God needs from me. I cannot be in alignment. I cannot break away from yesterday. I've got to drop the weight of carrying unforgiveness. We all have to realize that forgiveness, forgiveness, Forgiving someone is actually a gift that we give ourselves. The story that we hear today, the story of Philemon and Onesimus, is the story of the gospel in action. It is God forgiving. It is Jesus forgiving. It is us forgiving. My brothers and sisters, let it go. Get rid of the hurt. Forgive so that you will have both hands free to embrace where God will take you because God loves you, and so do I. Amen. 
Let us confess our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. For your church. God of grace, hear our prayer. For the earth, God of grace, hear our prayer. 
for those who are in need of food, shelter, and a safe environment. God of grace, hear our prayer. For the sick, especially Susan Bayman, Janice Daly, Gay Green, Alberta Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa and Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, Leo Schusler, Kathy Lear, John Daly, Nancy McKean, Peggy Stadnick, Nancy Thompson, and those on our lips and in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. We praise you for those saints who have gone before us. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. <laughs> Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and at all places give thanks and praise to you. Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the of your glory. You so loved the world that you gave your only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. 
We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will and to accomplish all things for our salvation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God. Bread, there is healing. 
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. You have refreshed our hearts in this meal with bread for the journey. Give us your grace on the road that we might serve our neighbors with joy for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever.
the world by darkness slain, then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost his grip on me, for I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Thanks be to God.